The following contest is scheduled for one fall! I've seen that man before, that's Randy Phil. The other one's some kind of half-man, half-monkey. It's a massive duplex and not one dragon in sight. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with more Snapdragon duplex and I am the pay-per-view thrill, Randy Phil. I'm working, unfortunately Mikey is also still working. So, we're just a couple of downers this week, but we had a phenomenal week of the wrestling on AEW. We had the Grand Slam week, two massive events, two two-hour shows, so we're spoiled this week. But we'll kick into it. Mikey, what have we got? How are you, mate? Hello from the sunny North Sea. It's me, Mikey McD. It's me, it's me, it's Mikey McD. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Right, so let's talk about Grand Slam. That's fucking no. two hours of dynamite, two hours of rampage. Let's fucking go. Apparently filmed on the same day. Yes. Randy's let me know. Um, I think it hurt it. I'm sure Randy agrees. Yeah. In fact, I know he agrees. We've already talked about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just going to fire into dynamite. Dynamite opened with Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson, and this was fucking phenomenal loved it phenomenal non-title absolute masterclass went to a time limit draw I guess it's the whole always leave them wanting more the rule of show business do you know what I mean I mean the match was stiff as fuck Danielson's chest looked like it had been smeared with jam it had been fucking <laughs> chopped that many times this was Kenny Omega I don't want to say back on top for me it was back on top form He's he's been good. He's had a good run, but I've not been as excited to see him. This match was fucking great. It was. It's a dream match. We all got to watch it on fucking free telly. Come on, Randy, give us your fucking lowdown. Yep, as you said, time limit draw. Now, what do we do off of the back of this? Does Brian Danielson just accept? Right, it's a draw. I'll go beat some other bitches on the card, or does he demand? The champ can't beat me. I want an actual title match now. Or put him in a championship eliminator match. Or what does Kenny Omega do? Does Kenny Omega say, no, no, I know I can beat this wee dick. I'll put the belt on the line and I'll prove that I can beat Brian Danielson. Or does Kenny Omega say, no, you couldn't get the job done. You don't get a rematch. So many options. I say so many options. They either have a rematch or they don't. Of course they'll have a rematch down the line because this match was a Mikey Meltzer five-star match. The first five-star match that Dave Meltzer has given Brian Danielson in about the 20th that he's gave Kenny Omega. Definitely a rematch happening. So I'm not going to fucking waste any more time with it. Maybe put judges in like they did Dean Malenko, Bret Hart and some kind else. Can't remember who it was. I love this match. And just any time I see Brian Danielson in the ring, I just I fear for the poor boy. I just think he's one bad knock away from ending his career. But that's the case with any professional wrestler. One bad concussion and you could be fucked. But just because this idiot's prone to concussions. And one last thing we'll touch on is Mikey absolutely tore into me because I gave him grief last week about this being a non-title match. At least we didn't mention it was a non-title match. I I got so worked up about it being a non-title match 
because we're on the podcast here. You're promoting a non-title match. If they come looking at us for money back for their monthly AEW subscription on Fight TV of five ninety nine, then we're fucked. I can't pay that many people five ninety nine. But what was next, mate? What did we have next? I hope you don't run through fucking promos because I cannot be arsed with the promos this week because it just fucking leads to Friday anyway, didn't it? Then we get a promo from CM Punk. It's a decent promo. I mean, it's getting a wee bit reminiscent of Tony the Shagger interviewing Sting every week for a million years. Yeah. I kind of want to see CM Punk go toe-to-toe on the mic. And he's mm. feuding with Team Taz. I want to see him and Taz go fucking head-to-head on the mic. And then I want to see him go head-to-head with Dan Lambert on the mic because he's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, they're just doing the whole CM Punk tour in America, aren't they? Get him in every town, put him on the mic everywhere. So everybody sees him live, but watching it on TV every week, he's just eating fucking good TV time. Put him in a match or give him a small fucking time. I can't bear seeing him jumping into the crowd every fucking week. Do it when the cameras are off. Do it as a dark segment or something. Not AW dark, just like when the cameras stop rolling. Let him come out and fucking pander to the crowd. Because I can't be arsed watching this every week going forward. Still loves CM Punk. Still buzzing for the match on Rampage. But promos at this point, I can't be arsed, mate. So next, it should be MJF and Brian Pillman Jr. Is that right, mate? Brian Pillman Jr. versus MJF. Or that. This was the first part of the show. I was like, this is okay. It's okay. I mean, a real of the spot, Brian Pillman bent over. Uh, you know, he <laughs> Irish whips MJF into the ropes and then he like leans over as <laughs> MJF's either going to fucking leapfrog him or, you know, do the heelish swing and neck breaker thing. But he walks over and he goes to kick him and uh, he just leans back and MJF fucking loses his balance and falls, which was awesome. It's like a different play on the spot that I always bang on about. The Samoa Joe one where they're jumping off the turnbuckles and he just walks away. Yeah. So I really like that. Other than that, the match itself, it was okay. An okay match where MJF wins clean-ish. Kind of fucking gets Julia Hart involved, but MJF locks in the salt of the earth on Brian Pillman Jr., makes him tap. Is this the end of... A mini feud here. Meh, I hope so. I've seen people saying that MJF can't wrestle, so I watched the match and it does the very basic shit, but that's what your heels do, isn't it? Do the basic shit well and sell like a fucking champ. And MJF is one of the best sellers when you look at it. Maybe give them another match, but at this point, I don't give a fuck. Maybe keep Brian Pillman as a tag for a wee bit, but I want to see him turn. I would like to see him get his singles push, but maybe too soon yet. Malachi Black versus Cody the Cunt. Loved okay. it. I wasn't actually that excited for this match, as I'm sure has been <laughs> apparent over the weeks. But when it started, I was like, okay, I'm actually kind of into this. I'm, I'm, I'm into this. Um, Cody came out dressed as, I guess, is it Homelander still? Or is it Evil Knievel? Is it fucking Hurricane's virgin cousin? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> Brandy comes out in a cape as well. Uh, to be honest, this is fucking shite ring gear. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've got a feeling that Randy will like it. I think it's pish. Anyway, Malachi Black. Can I just say, Malachi Black in w- AEW. I think he might be one of my favourite on the roster. 
Yeah. I liked him in WWE. I really liked him in NXT. I went a bit cold on him in WWE just because of the way they booked him. But here, fucking top class. 100%. Loving it. Love the entrance. Love the gimmick. Just love it. And to be honest, the right man won this match. Uh, Malachi won. The only thing that annoyed me is that it was by cheating. I kind of wanted a solid, you know, black mass, knock him the fuck out. You can't and call it now that. we need Cody to get his win back, don't we? Nah, fuck's fuck sake. Um, that's fine, though. I mean, Malachi Black needs to lose at some point. Um, I just wish it wasn't Cody. It's always Cody, isn't it? <laughs> I did, before I go, I did mention... Sorry, I want to mention that uh, when Brandy flipped him off and went, fuck you, um, that was great. He was like sitting in the middle of the ring and she came and slid in and went, fuck you. And you could see it so clearly. Yeah. Brilliant. Didn't didn't fucking censor her mouth or anything. Quality. What do you make of this, mate? I don't know. That kind of pissed me off a wee bit, just Brandy getting in there to put herself over. I mean, you fucked off. You had the win. Now you're back and you're wanting straight into the top spotlight against Malachi Black. Take a, take a number hen. The crowd were really behind Malachi Black. He was like getting pushed as a face here, but he was still doing heel moves. And then Cody started doing his fucking heel moves as well, throwing the ref out of the way. Arn Anderson takes a fucking bump off the apron. Sorry, Arn Anderson takes two bumps off the apron because he fucked up the first one. It was brilliant, but I'm not going to fucking put a mark against it. Made the match better. Yeah, it was weird that the crowd were so loving Malachi Black. Cody Rhodes gear, he looks like a gimp, but I still love it because he looks like a gimp. I think Cody is really pushing now to see if he can become a heel, like in front of the crowds, and I'm all for it. I will love it when Cody turns proper heel. I think this was planting the seeds, maybe. If not, we're so close to them pulling the trigger for it. Aye, it was a shite fucking way to win, wasn't it? I missed... And then a small package. I don't know if it was a way to kind of protect Cody, build them up for the third match, or is Malachi Black just going to keep running through the Nightmare family, whatever they are. I'm excited to see more of Malachi Black, and I want to see where Cody goes after this. I hope we are done with the Malachi Black and Cody stuff for now, and they can circle round in a few months. But I want to see Cody be a bit more of a cunt because I'm loving it. Next match, mate. Tag match. FTR versus Sting and Darby. Love it. Sting got the win. He's undefeated in AEW. <laughs> so I wonder, will they give him a title match just for a laugh? Fucking do it. I mean, he's got to be up there in the rankings, right? Um, This was this was tag team fun. I, I kind of feel like FTR stock's going down a wee bit. Mm. I, I can't remember... It just doesn't feel like they've got massive wins under the under the belt. It's all the momentum's a wee bit slowed down, and I don't know. But, but what do you think about that? Um, I guess the Lucha Bros are going to have it for a while. Yeah. So I, I want to see FTR back in that picture. What's what's your opinion on all this? Have they gone stale or? Are you still riding the FTR train? I'm riding FTR all day long. See, the problem with the tag team division is you've got like the one set of belts and that's all the tag teams are wanting are the belts. So you can only really push like one tag team at a time. So when you get your matches like this, it's it's a novelty match, isn't it? It's your sting back in the ring 
with Derby taking on FTR. Cannot believe you're not shouting out FTR's gear. Absolutely loved the trunks, FTR, and it was in the font and the logo of the NWO because NWO were taking on Sting so many times in WCW. FTR, just uh, bringing that up, love their trunks, nice wee detail. Another point in the match, Dax Hardwood does the Undertaker slit in the throat pose, picks up Sting, goes for the Tombstone pile driver, and then Sting slips down his back and he goes to go for the Scorpion death drop, but he wasn't able to hit it. But that was just like a really, really cool visual, a cool teaser, like this is what you could have got in WWE if they cunts signed Sting earlier and booked him right and didn't job him out to fucking Triple H and then have Seth Rollins break his frickin' neck. But, yep, said it last week and I'll say it again this week, Sting and Darby are racking up the tag team wins, so they should be in the top five now anyway for a tag team title shot. FTR, I'm alright with FTR, I'm still fucking high on them, but it's what I said already, your problem with the tag team division is it's only people going for the belts, everything else is kind of taking a back seat, so you're not really hyped for any other tag matches like this, and with the tag match on Rampage of Jericho and Hager taking on many of the year, it was very meh, it's there, it's a tag match, but I like them, I just need, to, just need more interest in them. So the next match, is that going to be our final one? Is this the AEW Women's Championship match? Then we get your main event of the evening. Main We've event. got Britt Baker, DMD, versus Ruby Soho. Destination unknown. <laughs> this was fucking class. I love this match. Both ladies giving it their all. And to be honest, the dirty finish. I mean, it was a good way to carry on the feud. Um... The, the normally I say non finishes to get a rematch is shit, but for this one, I want to see these guys feud for a while. I think Ruby Soho and Britt Baker they've got good chemistry, especially in the ring they've got good chemistry. Yeah. Um, if Ruby Soho's promos get a bit better, then we're fucking flying. But I'm looking forward to seeing this go again, and who knows if Ruby got the belt. I mean, I'm the biggest Britt Baker mark going. <laughs> but I'd be okay with Ruby winning the belt. I would be. What'd you make of this, mate? What'd you make of Dynamite? I fucking loved it this week. I thought it was great. What'd you make of it all? Give us the Randy message. Give us the Randy rundown. I didn't really have any notes for this women's main event title match. It was a good match. I just couldn't be bothered with it. And it's nothing against that match. I'd like to see it again, not too soon. I don't like seeing rematch, 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 but, like, get a, a reason to challenge again, is what I'm saying, and I like that match. Dynamite overall, like, they came out the gates fucking running. They put their top match on first, and it helped and hurt the show, kind of, because... Going a 30 minute time limit on your first match, 5 star match, the crowd were absolutely burnt out and it was a fucking good show after that but everybody already shot their load after the first match 
And then we get to the main event of Dynamite, the Women's Championship match. They've done a fucking good show. They've done a good match. Britt Baker retains. And then, after all of this, we're firing straight into Rampage. I mean, the fucking... I have no idea how the crowd managed to keep up for so long because I was fucked. I'm glad I had a two-day break before watching Rampage. But loved Dynamite. So let's kick on over to Rampage. And this is Rampage. This is the show you all been talking about. <laughs> so apparently they filmed this, Randy told me, they filmed this straight after they filmed Dynamite. Yeah. And I think we both agree it's it's suffered because of it. I think you kind of had the fatigue of the crowd. They'd just seen such a good match. And like, you get a CM Punk match to open the, the, the show, but you've done the CM Punk promo already. So they've already done the CM Punk pop. And they've had their CM Punk fill. Yeah, I kind of feel like they probably shouldn't have done the CM Punk promo thinking back on it. If they'd fucked that off from Dynamite. Yeah. And just gone straight into this match on Rampage. Or haven't cut the promo before the match. Yeah, they kind of fucked it all up a wee bit. But still, we get CM Punk versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And this match was solid. i got to admit, I fucking really like this match. Punk wins the GTS... And he's got a bloody nose, so it's nice to see some blood in the ring. And he's back in his trunks, and he looks way better than with the tights. You think? I love Powerhouse Hobbs, by the way. He's he's a fucking he's a fucking boy, and he's class. Um, yeah, this was a solid opener, but I think the crowd were starting to get tired, which is a shame because they got another fucking two hours to go. <laughs> what did you make of this man? Yeah, it was a good match. I liked it. I don't know how I'm feeling with CM Punk going in and fighting with all the younger guys though I mean how soon is it before you start putting them in with fucking Kenny Omega or Adam Cole or even like the Young Bucks or MJF or the Lucha Brothers do you just give him what he wants to fight the fucking young boys for a year or something or do you just say nah fuck this we want to we want the big money with CM Punk now he's getting paid good money let's earn that money and put him in some fucking top tier matches. But I did like this powerhouse Hobbs versus CM Punk. The Hurricane Rana off the top rope where CM Punk gives powerhouse Hobbs and bust his own face or powerhouse Hobbs bust CM Punk's face. It looked bad. CM, uh, powerhouse Hobbs landed on top of his fucking head. That must have hurt. And... I don't know why, but I'm just constantly thinking, see when you heard the CM Punk podcast on Colt Cabana and he was turning into Ryback, like, you're a fucking idiot, you hurt me. You either tell me you're an idiot or you don't know what you're doing. He's like, yeah, I'm an idiot. See, anytime something goes wrong in a CM Punk match, I'm just going to picture him talking down to whoever it is. So, like, off that Hurricane Rana or when Powerhouse Hobbs put him through, air quotes, through the fucking announcer's table last week. Jinky's going up to Powerhouse Hobbs and just be like, mate, what are you doing here? You're just fucking up so much of me. I came back after seven years of getting fucking hurt and you're doing it all over again. You're undoing all my hard work and rehabilitating. Get your fucking act together, son. But CM Punk, where do you want to see him go next? Will he keep going with Team Taz? Will he take on, like, Ricky Starks or Hook, maybe? Nah. I don't know what the script of Hook is. I don't know if he's still like too young to be getting in the ring on tv or what but i want to see him fucking really soon 
and obviously I want to see more of CM Punk. Let us know where you think CM Punk will be going next, who he'll be feuding with. I've been trying to think about it, I just can't think of anybody that's like a top heel that's newish. Like MJF, but you don't really want to fucking stick them together so soon. Malachi Black, maybe. I mean, I think CM Punk and Malachi Black are pretty cool outside. I think, I think Malachi Black was helped training them for getting back into the ring shape, so that could be a cool match happening there if they get it working. But that's enough of me sucking off CM Punk. What is it next, Mikey? The next match is Adam Cole and the Young Bucks, Baby. also known as the Super Click Love it. versus Jurassic Express. So, we've talked about this already. I've been going on about how I love Adam Cole's new theme. I think it's fucking great. Yeah. But he's not lined up as booms. But this fucking show, here comes the boom. boom. Fucking lined it up perfectly. And it really, really made a difference for me. He's obviously a fan of the show. So it was nice to... <laughs> it's nice that he took my feedback on board. Um, Yeah, I mean, this was a great trios match. Solid win for Adam Cole, baby, and the Bucks. So, right, my question is, do you think we're getting trios belts? Oh, You've mentioned it before. And the more that they're pushing this super click thing, the more that I think they're not going after the tag belts anymore. Maybe they're going to bring in some trios belts. What's your opinion? Would that be too many belts? It could be too many belts. Right, what do you think? Nah, I think a trio's belt is a good shout. I feel like a dick now because before I recorded this part, I messaged me like two minutes ago saying, fucking trio's belts is happening, who's your pick? And he didn't even let on that he's already talked about it. So there we go. Mikey is saying it's going to be the fucking super click, which is fucking cool. I'm good with Super Click having the belts. It makes sense. They've lost the Young Bucks have lost the tag belts. In I don't even think that AEW do have too many belts. They've got a healthy amount. They're not overly saturated. And even if they bring trios in, I don't think it will be like still too many because it's just a different type of matchup. And you get fucking trios matches all the time. It just opens up so much more story potential. You don't need to have fucking every belt on the pay-per-view. I don't even think they do, do they? Maybe they do. I think AEW are good for a lot of title matches in the pay-per-views. But you don't need to do it. But yep, give it to the super click. I said, do that, then bring John Silver, Alex Reynolds out with Adam Page. And they'll take the belts off the super click. That's not going to happen, but it'd be fucking funny and I would love it. The other shout for the trio's belts could have been Jurassic Express and Christian. But I've heard a lot of rumours that Christian could be building for a turn against Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. So that might not last too longer. But there's still fucking loads of trios, guys, that can get the belts. Would you put a freebird rule on it? Anybody from the Dark Order or Hardy family organisation, best friends in Wheeler, Utah, he can burn as a fourth. I mean, 
there's just a lot of fucking, it'll be good matches, love the idea of a trios belt, fucking get it put in Tony, this match, the Jurassic Express and Christian versus the Super Click, it was a good match, liked the match, it was a quick match for me, it felt quick, but it was just, um, just building Adam Cole, I think they're going to push him for a good wee bit, and he is going to be fighting on Dynamite coming up, but we'll get there if we get there. Like this match, love Adam Cole, love the booms, love the bye-byes, love the young bucks. Yeah, give me all the stuff I love and more, please. Next match, you've got the men of the year, Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, all ego himself, with Dan Lambert and American Top Team in their corner. Versus Chris Jericho and Jake Hager with no one in their corner, yeah, even though they've got some famous pals who are on this show. True. Anyway, I came into this match with fucking low expectations, right? <laughs> um, to be honest, the match itself didn't really do anything for me. It was alright. Yeah. Uh, Men of the Year win with a small package. And then the bit after it, the Stramash afterwards, I fucking really liked. So you got Inner Circle battling I Dan Lambert. Knew you would. American Top Team are out to kick fuck out of um, Chris Jericho and you've got fucking Paige Van Zandt smacking the shit out of Chris Jericho which I marked out for and then Masvidal comes in and does his famous running knee which Randy I know you're not the you're not you're not, you're not massive into the UFC <laughs> or if you nah, are you've nah. been hiding it nah. um, if you haven't seen Jorge Masvidal doing the famous knockout in like fucking less than 10 seconds where he just the fucking klaxon went, he ran straight across the octagon and did a fucking Brian Danielson running knee to knock the guy out. You need to get on YouTube and watch Jorge Masvidal running knee. Phenomenal. Right, what do you make it. of this? Stramash, this fucking match. What do you make of it all? Where do you think men of the year are going now? What's your opinions? Jesus Christ, man. A lot of questions there. Like, let, let's get through them. I'm at the UFC... But I don't watch a lot of it because when I do watch it, I'm watching it through my fingers because I flinch at everything. It just looks so brutal, but I do love watching it. I just, and it's the same thing. See when it's like three in the morning till seven in the morning, can't be arsed staying up to watch that. Um, Men of the Year got the win. You loved the fucking UFC stuff at the end of it. I thought it was alright. It's good for the promotions and stuff. So, the thing that's happening, I can't remember where I've seen this, but Jericho said that he was the one that wanted to work with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page to try and elevate them, which is really cool. I like that he's doing that. He's, uh, well, he done it with MJF, didn't he? Now he's doing it with Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, try to fucking big them up a bit. And I read, maybe in the same place that I've seen this, that... Jericho actually wanted to split up the inner circle after the stadium stampede against the Pinnacle and Tony Khan talked him out of it. He said, we don't want to break up the inner circle. They were the original fucking crew, the group of guys in AEW. They were like the heels, the heel stable. We don't want to break them up. But you can all take a break. You can all do your separate things and we'll bring you all back later down the line. And I like that, I like that that's what they're doing because you've got proud and powerful away tag teaming 
doing tag team stuff. Sammy Guevara, he's fucking out there living it up with Fuego del Sol. Now possibly challenging. No, he's definitely challenging Miro for the TNT belt. And Hager is still doing his Bellator stuff. So that's kind of cool that you've got fucking Bellator and UFC. That's weird. I like that. And Jericho's doing a bit of commentary when he can be arsed. Doing a bit of touring when he can be arsed. His contract must be up soon. But yeah, overall, bang average match. Liked the philosophy behind it. Like Jericho's trying to big up these two guys. They're trying to get the they're trying to get Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page involved with America top team so that they can like be whatever noticed with them. If they go to a UFC, maybe you'll see they two in the crowd and Yeah. Cool. I like the way that they're going with it. They're trying to promote these guys. They're trying to say these guys are going to be stars. And of course they're going to be stars. We said this fucking ages ago. Scorpio Sky, when he was in SCU, we said he's going to be the future of that team. And then when Ethan Page came in AEW, he came in in the ladder match, didn't he? And he just fucking looked good in it. So yeah, buzzing to see what happens with these two guys next. I think it'll be more teaming with Dan Lambert and pissing off more people and you're right where the fuck is Mike Tyson and Jericho's other fucking boys that he's all pally with ah yeah I think that's all my notes there so what is next mate so we get I don't know how much of a percentage of the HFO we've got here <laughs> fucking four out of who else is in the HFO fucking Hunters Bunny Matt Hardy so four out of six quite a lot in it <laughs> so we've got four, four we've got two thirds of the hfo um private party and butchering the blade versus the lucha bros and postage and packaging themselves so proud and powerful they come out as baseball furies from the warriors love that I fucking love it right loved it, yeah anyone knows me knows i love the warriors my mug at work is the warriors i fucking love this movie they came out i marked out um, the match itself was was fine. It was good. It was solid. You know what I mean? It's like the level of talent you got in there. It's always going to be grand, right? Eight man tag. They're not my favourites, but like it's entertaining. Everyone's getting their spots in. And then you get Orange Cassidy comes out because Matt Hardy's going to cut off Ortiz's hair. So Orange Cassidy comes out for the save. You know, the fucking messiah of fucking hairdo himself, <laughs> Orange Cassidy. Um, and then the good guys win. I mean, it was a good match. It's not one I'm going to re-watch. But, um, yeah, it was good all the same. And I'll just roll straight into it. After the match, we've got Matt Hardy backstage challenging Orange Cassidy to a hair versus hair match with Jack Evans. There we go. What a dirty bastard. Jack (laughs) Evans wasn't happy about this. Oh, fuck, I forgot about them. Um, Yeah, you did, you did. TH2. Yes. TH2. It wasn't fucking two-thirds. It was 50, 50%, 50% of the HFO were fighting today. Anyway, good match, not one I'll rewatch. The hair versus hair thing, we saw it coming. I like the twist that's going to be with Jack Evans. Eventually it's going to be with Matt Hardy. Can't wait. What are you thinking about it all? Yeah, mate, the match itself, it just... I didn't pay much attention. It was too much going on. It was eight guys. They were getting their shit in. And same as you, whenever it was Matt Hardy challenging 
Orange Cassidy on behalf of Jack Evans. Did we not already get that match or was it not a fucking... Anna, we got that match and that was the match that ended in the picture-in-picture. I'm pretty sure Orange Cassidy rolled up Jack Evans during the picture-in-picture or something like that. So a rematch there, except somebody's going home bald and it's going to be Matt Hardy next. So Sammy Guevara comes out, he's doing his fucking, you know, his, um, his like subtitled signs gimmick. Yeah. And then he gets absolutely scalped with them by Miro, and Miro throws Fuego del Sol off the stage through a table. And I'm happy, man. I'm fucking bored of the sign <laughs> gimmick. It should have been left behind in lockdown. It was good for that, um, especially when you had the picture-in-picture. Picture, that's what it was for. Yeah. Um... When it's not picture in picture, I don't give a fuck. I don't. I, I don't want to sit reading signs. <laughs> Just cut a promo. You're good at them. Just cut a fucking promo. Anyway, what do you make of this, mate? Do you want to see this to be the last of the signs? How do you think Fuego del Sol will react to being fucking flung to his death? Do you think Sammy's got a chance against Miro? What's your opinions? I don't know what the script with the signs were here. It was probably just used as story for Miro to come out and fucking whip them. But, yeah, Fuego needs to get involved during this match, doesn't he? And cost Miro the belt or something. I just hope we finally get to see Miro's double-jointed wife. That will be a good day for all. Happy Miro Day. Got a promo. It's more of a video package than a promo. Andrade uh, is going to get a rematch with Pac. I'm fucking happy with this, man. It's going to be good. We're going to get a clean finish this time. I feel like they're building it up that Andrade's going to win again. You can't, can they? Where does that leave Pac? In the if shit. If he wins. But then where does it leave Andrade if Pac wins? Unless Andrade <laughs> loses because Chavo comes in to fucking cheat and then Andrade gets distracted being like, no, fuck off, I can do this on my own. And Pac leathers with him or something and, and wins. And then you've got Andrade versus Chavo as a feud. And then oh, that's probably cool. the best way to do it because there's, it's a dirty thing but it also ends the feud. What do you think about that? Yeah, I like that. Even if it's like, get Chavo in the ring and have fucking Andrade squash him. But for the pack Andrade, I don't know, man. It was weird having Andrade go over and pack just taking a loss like that. You can't give pack another loss, can you? You're hurting the boy. You're hurting the boy. The bastard. Um, give Pack the win, but Pack is raging that he lost last time, so Pack cheats to win. Next match was Penelope Ford versus Anna J of the Dark Order, and the Brass Knucks they win it again, man. Um, Love a Brass Knuck. Do you think it's the same set? It's the same set, isn't it? It's the same fucking Brass Knucks. They're all handing it about. They're lending it about. Fucking, I hope they're wiping it down. But <laughs> what can you do? Um, Ty Conte comes in for the save after, and then Orange, Cassidy, and Statlander come out, right? But they've brought back up. They've got the Dark Order with them, and they come in, there's the big save, blah, 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 right? And it's the whole idea is like, Anna Jay is the one who's been able to bring them all back together. But then Evil Uno afterwards is like, nah, fuck this, man, I'm not ready to be mates yet. Yeah. And he fucks off on his own. Yeah. So everyone else kind of friends, but Evelyn was not, so still getting that kind of crack. What do you think of all this? 
Yeah, it was a weird match. Screwy finish, Nux for the finish, and it like progressed two different stories without it being either of the people in the match. Like it progressed the Orange Cassidy, Matt Hardy stuff when he came out, and then it kind of progressed the Dark Order. They're all on the same page for energy, but they're not cool with each other. So, yeah, I can't remember when AEW are in Rochester, if that is correct, Brody's hometown, but I really hope they do, like, a big Dark Order angle. I messaged Mikey about this, and he's saying maybe a Bray Wyatt debut, or maybe Adam Page finally comes back and puts the Dark Order together, but I hope they do something big for the Dark Order on that episode of Dynamite upcoming. I'm not sure if it's this Wednesday or the following Wednesday. Or the following Wednesday. But soon. And now it's time for your main, main event. event. <laughs> Eddie Kingston, John Moxley versus Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki. Okay. It was quite fun. It was quite fun until Homicide comes out, right? Now, I don't really know what Homicide is. Maybe I'm a fucking dirty casual. Who the fuck knows, right? <laughs> All I know is I'm a man from Scotland, almost in his 30s, who doesn't know who Homicide is. But the way that they do it, they fucking... They, they, they don't fucked up, right? They fucking... Uh, having a uh, they've got like a screen on the ramp a wee bit like WWE yeah. it comes up with like the words homicide <laughs> and they're like oh who's this who's this and then Taz goes oh it's homicide and then <laughs> and was Excalibur was like was like no no it can't be and then Taz is like yeah the fucking ramp says homicide mate <laughs> of course it's homicide it's <laughs> funny as fuck <laughs> and then homicide comes in fumbles the fucking chair as Lance has bent over, and you can see Lance kind of looking at him going like, hurry up mate, come on, looking like an absolute plum, and then Homicide scalps him on the back, finally when he gets a hold of the chair anyway, Harry Kingston wins he smashes the ever-loving fuck out of a bin on Lance Archer's head with a kendo stick the only problem here, right was the camera angle was unfortunate so we had the hard cam for it but the way he was lying, you could see that Lance Archer's head wasn't at the bottom of the trash can, which yeah, way yeah. he was smacking, right? So you could see how gimmicked the bin was. I mean, okay, look, I'm going to be a bit harsh, right? I came into this match expecting too much, I think. Expected, like, the lights out match to be fucking wild. I kind of expected something a bit similar to... Jember Kenny's match with John Moxley? where they were throwing each other off the ring into barbed wire and oh, into yeah, glass yeah, yeah. tables and all that kind of shit. I was expecting something like that, and it didn't deliver for me. And the homicide reveal didn't mean anything to me. But up until all that shit, I was having a lot of fun. So, yeah, it was silly bollocks. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst. Make of that what you will. What was your opinion on all this? What was your opinion on Rampage? My opinion on Rampage was it suffered from the, um, the from crowd fatigue. I thought it was a good show, not you a great show. Dick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Dynamite more than made up for both of them. So there you go. Give us your thoughts, Randy Phil.
Yeah, cheers, Mikey. Rampage, it did fucking suffer. A four-hour wrestling show, your first match is the fucking five-star non-title match between Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan. Fucked up Bryan Danielson. Fantastic match. They had good matches all night, but four hours is solid, solid, solid match on TV. Doesn't work when you've got adverts included, shape promos included, um, and you like they bigged up this main event because it was Eddie Kingston's hometown. This was going to be Eddie's, like fucking thanks for everything you've done for AEW during the whole pandemic. You stuck with us. You fucking had the offer to go to WWE. You chose AEW because you love wrestling. This is what you want and you've got it. Homicide came in because he is fucking really tight with Eddie Kingston. IRL. So that's why he came out to help him. When you seen the homicide on the ramp, I thought it was like some sort of video game. Like a combo breaker or some shit. Like homicide. John Moxley just killed Minoru Suzuki. It's like, what? Bold, but nah, it was a wee bit of a flub, a wee flub up. I don't know if Homicide is going to be in AEW going forward. If he's like fucking short term, come in two or three days, and we'll see if the fucking crowd like you and we'll sign you or what. I hope so. I only know Homicide, I think he was in TNA Impact. Round about the time it was like Scott Steiner, Kurt Angle, Booker T, Main Event Mafia stuff. I think he was there round about then. I could be very much wrong. Was he LAX? That doesn't matter. He's Eddie's boy. That's why he was there. Eddie had this big fucking main event, lights out match in his hometown, New York City. 20,000 fans strong. And it was just kind of like a meh. End, wasn't it? Four hours, fantastic shows. Crowd got fucking tired by the end. I got tired by the end and it fucking split up into two nights for me. But yeah. Overall, fucking two thumbs up because I've only got the two hands and I'm stealing Mikey's patter. Side note, I also think this week's Rampage is going to be recorded from Dynamite again so again it's a, I don't know how long they're going to be doing this for I don't know if they're going back to live rampages I hope they do I like a live rampage but this week's is recorded I think it's only an hour so not as much fatigue but fatigue nonetheless so round us up Mikey how are we finishing off this episode Right, it's time for predictions. I've only really got the Dynamite card, Go so for it. we're going to rattle through that. First match I've got, TNT Championship, Miro versus Sammy Guevara. Sammy. Hard one to call, but I'm going to go with Miro. Sammy. I just feel like Sammy... God, Sammy deserves to win. He fucking does. I want to go with Miro. What do you think, mate? Sammy de- deserves the win, and Sammy will get the win. Next match, we've got Jungle Boy versus Adam Cole. Baby. Baby. I've got to go with Adam Cole. I mean, he's on a roll. I don't think he can lose. I think it's going to be a great match. I think he's going to steal the show. But yeah, Adam Cole, what do you think? Yeah, I think it'll be Adam Cole. 
could this be Christian being a dick and getting involved? Maybe. But Adam Cole, baby, with the booms and all that good stuff. I'll tell you what, before we go on though, I wish the AEW kept the Panama Sunrise name as the Pittsburgh Sunrise. Just even though Adam Cole does it, I want it to be called the Pittsburgh Sunrise because it's AEW. Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson versus Matt Seidel and Dante Martin. Is it, have, you, have you ever been more bored for a match ever? <laughs> I mean, Cody wins, obviously. I mean, Malachi Black gets involved, obviously. So maybe he doesn't win. Maybe he gets knocked out and the other guys get the pin. I don't give a fuck. Cody wins. Lol. That's my shout. What about you? I think this match is going to be for more plot than it is wrestling. It's going to be Cody... Losing his fucking mind, getting raging with Arn Anderson, not following the fucking playbook, lashing out at Lee Johnson and fucking up somehow. Or maybe he gets the win, but he goes on a bit of a heel fucking run. But either way, I'm more excited for this match with the story rather than the match. And I hope that Malachi Black doesn't get involved. I want to see Cody just be a dick. Then we've got Penelope Ford and The Bunny, a.k.a. The Goose, versus Ty Conte and Anna J. I think Ty Conte and Anna J are going to win it and then get the fucking battered afterwards uh, by the HFO. What's your shout? See if this is the fucking last match that you've finished on. You're like, oh yeah, we've got this match, this match, this match, and you're finishing off with this fucking tag match. I'm going to be raging with you. But... I think Ty Conte and Anna J will lose and it will lead to Dark Order stuff. And that's me for another week. Thanks very much, Randy, for putting this together. Thank Thanks, everyone, you. for listening at home. Uh, as always, take care of yourselves. Have a good time. Mikey Mac, out. Out. Thank you, Mikey. Well, before we round up today... I've got a few wee, sn- a few wee bits, snippets, snippets if you will, a bit of behind the scenes of Snapdragon Duplex. So Mikey got really pissed off because I kept telling him off about this fucking Brian Danielson Kenny Omega match not being a title match. And it, it wound him up so he sent me a voice clip so I'll play the voice clip. And we'll, uh, let's see what he said. By the way, mate, you can send this voice message into the fucking podcast if you want as well. I'm trying to count how many times you told me it's not a fucking title match. Make me look like a right <laughs> fool. I look like a, f- f- a, f- fool. a fool. Which I think is pretty unfair, to be honest, man. I think about all the times that you've called them the Jungle Express and I've done fucking... I've said nothing. I've sat there silent and quiet. Letting you away with Jungle Express and not being able to pronounce any f- f- fucking non-English <laughs> name, but but I guess I get one fucking match wrong and I'm the biggest m- fucking idiot yeah. on the planet. But what can you do, man? <laughs> what can you do? Fucking half-ass a fucking upcoming match and 
Bobby Tiger, that's all I can say. Well, mate, you were a dick. You were fucking advertising a title match and the people got pissed off. If I fuck up the Luchasaurus, the Jungle Express, if I fuck up Minoru Suzuki, Ty Conte, just just tear into me. Not just Mikey, any cunt listening, get us on Twitter, fucking tear into me, say, Randy, you're being a dickhead here. That's not the way you say the name. This is how you say it. That's how we learn. We learn by being made a dick of. And the final thing was that Mikey was annoyed of how I downplayed Ric Flair's heinous actions on the plane ride from hell. Mikey doesn't condone anything that Ric Flair does. He is in the same bad books that racist Uncle Hulk Hogan is in. I don't condone what he done either. He's a bad bastard, right? Man, Ric Flair is doubling down on it. He's like, I've done nothing wrong. Rick, mate, there's stories. You told the story on Storytime. On WWE Storytime, you told the story. It was out of order. Just apologise. Don't even, it's not even like apologising, it's all okay. Just apologise. Just say you're a dickhead. You won't be forgiven, but at least you'll be like, right, I was a dickhead. Then, when it comes to Hall of Fames and stuff and... People were like, yeah, he'd done some wrong things, but he apologised, and he was a wrestling legend. You're just looking like a dickhead, Rick. And you're making me look like a dickhead. I'm not sticking up for you. Sort your own shit out. Other than that, anyone, go check out the latest Dark Side of the Ring. The Canyon one. That is one that I'm buzzing for. I really want to see that, but I just missed it before I came to work. Somebody watch it and let me know how it is. And I know I said it the last thing, last thing, last thing. This is the last thing. And it's about another title that could be getting added in AEW. It's a secondary woman's title. I think it's called the TBS title. And I asked Mikey, Mikey, second title's coming to the women's division. Ruby Soho missed out on the fucking AEW Women's Championship. Who Will she be the fucking... TBS or whatever it is, is she going to be the secondary women's champion? And Mikey said, yes, Ruby Soho or Thunder Rosa. Andy, what do you think? And I said, I think Layla Hirsch. Put her heel, give her the belt, or Nyla Rose. Then Mikey hits back, Jade Cargill. Of course. Give the belt to Jade Cargill. It makes sense. Mikey didn't even put that much thought in it, we were just rhyming through names, Jade Cargill, bang, yes, champion material, give her the belt, it may be weird having the fucking two heels woman as a champion, but you've got fucking Kenny Omega and Miro as your men's champs, give the belt to Jade Cargill, thank you and good night, ladies and gentlemen, that is all we've got this week, I'm Randy Phil, that was Mikey Mack, Go get us on the link tree, Snapdragon Duplex. Get us on the website, snapdragonduplex.com. Twitter, at Dragon Duplex. Send us all your questions. Send us all your thoughts. Tell me that I'm a bad bastard because I talk about Ric Flair. Tell Mikey to stop calling title matches just because he feels like it. Other than that, thank you for listening. And we'll take care of yourselves. And we'll see you next time.